Hey guys, Michael here, and I am in Kansas City at the International House of Prayer. Many of you have probably heard about it. It is a 24-7 uh, house of prayer that's been going on for, uh, gosh, close up to 20, maybe 21 years now. And uh, one of my good friends who actually helped start it, him and his family, Mark Hendrickson, um, I'm here visiting him because we are at a conference that he is sponsoring called Extended Life Ministries. And there's an upcoming interview I'm gonna do with him and another good friend, Jerry Bryan. Just a couple of fathers in the faith that you're gonna wanna hear from that uh, have been ministering, serving the kingdom for quite a while. And um, they are, they, got, they carry a lot. And I'm gonna share some interviews with them and uh, with you. So stay tuned, they're coming at you. So Mark, I, I remember, um, I'm in Hawaii still, this is back in the 80s, and I'm hungry for Holy Spirit, and I'm hearing about these prophets in Kansas City. And I'm intrigued, because I'd never been around a real prophet. I mean, we'd heard, you know, the early Jesus days, there was a lot of prophetic, but <clears throat> we kind of didn't pursue it real hard. Mm -hmm. Theologically, we were there, but mm -hmm. practicing, we weren't quite. But I was always intrigued by that. And then, so I'm hearing about these Kansas City prophets, and read some book on thunder and what was the name of that book I think that, some said it thunder was that Noel that wrote that no a uh, gentleman from England yeah so I'm intrigued I'm hearing names like John Paul Jackson and Paul Kane Bob Jones that you know you've got some great stories there but just maybe tell people what was it like being in that because you're right in the middle of that and what was it like um, experiencing that and how did you process it it's kind of a tender subject for me because it's uh so powerful and so dear. Yeah. Um, so I want you to tell it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've likened it to uh, if there was a second book of Acts, it'd yeah. be like that. Mm -hmm. Because the word of the Lord, the prophecies, the dreams, visions, were just startlingly impacting you know just well, the house it, of prayer came out of that exactly actually materialized out of a word from bob jones changed right? our lives forever you know in the 70s bob jones went to a prominent church downtown pentecostal church and he says i will be here until a young man comes to south kansas city to start a young people's movement and then i will leave and be a part of that movement he had never heard of mike bickle never heard of south kansas city fellowship never heard of ihop he had just heard from the Lord. Well, that was in the 70s. So 1982, here comes Mike Bickle. And uh, the prophetic was, was kind of the driving force. It was the thing that produced life. Mm -hmm. There was great teaching, that was wonderful, but the thing that had the mystical power punch was the prophetic. Mm -hmm. It just razzle-dazzled all of us in a deep way. It wasn't just surfacey mental stuff. It, like, for instance, here's one, and, and this was one about Bob Jones, is that before Mike moved here, a prophet told him that when you move there, this and this and this is going to happen, and Mike's great. And the guy says, oh, by the way, when you come, there will be a false prophet there. Mike's like, okay, that's that's going to be interesting. And not being around prophetic that much, he figured he could spot, he could spot one pretty easy. So Mike was pretty a newbie to all this stuff, right? He was. Yeah. Yeah. And so... Uh, he got here and within about two months or three at the most of him being here, uh, his associate pastor says, uh, I'd like to introduce you to somebody I met. Brought Bob Jones into Mike Bickle's office and Bob Jones, true to his uh, dress 
attire. Uh, attire in those days. <laughs> a long trench coat and high water pants and white socks and Oxford shoes. And, and when, when he sat down, his belly would show some, you know, so it wasn't all that impressive. And Mike's like, okay, I think I've spotted the false prophet. I got that one now. <laughs> so he had, internally, he had to bury himself. Bob's trying to talk to him, but Bob's understanding. Okay, Bob was an amazing, amazing, uh, not just prophet, but he was a father in the Lord in a very, very personal way, yeah. intimate way to our family. Yeah. We lived next door to him in his uh, rental house for a while. He babysat our kids. He would come over and say, I know what you dreamed last night. Let me tell you what it was about. And so just stuff like mm -hmm. that. Anyway, Bob Jones is in Mike Bickle's office. And at the end of their time, he turns to walk out and he turns back and says, oh, by the way, you will accept me on the first day of spring when it snows. So see, Bob already knew that there was resist mm -hmm. resistance. And so he just walked out and Mike's like, what's that mean, you know? <laughs> well, this is sometime in February. First day of spring is what, 21st of March or something like that. And so on the, 20, on the 20th of March or 19th, uh, Mike had a guest speaker come preach at the church. The guy was gonna leave on the 20th. But a big thunderstorm came in over the airport, shut everything down and canceled his flight. Mike says, no problem, come to my house. We'll just hang out and I'll take you to the airport tomorrow. So they went to the house, had real great fellowship and Mike was telling some Bob Jones stories that had happened over the last few months. And uh, his heart got endeared towards Mike during the telling of the story. He says, I'm gonna call Bob Jones up. Call him up about 10 o'clock at night. Bob says, I knew you'd call, I'll be right there. <laughs> Comes down, about 30-minute drive, comes down to Mike's house. They talk well past midnight. Their hearts are very tender, very touched, and affectionate towards mm -hmm. one another. And Mike's heart was so affectionate that he said to his wife, says, uh, Diane, do we have any uh, communion elements? I'd like to take communion. She got some out, and the four of them, uh, let's see what that be, four, one, two, three, four of them, had communion together, and it was just wonderful heart bonding. Now, Mike is not in any way thinking about that word that Bob told him a month or two before that. But somebody walked to the front living room, looking out through the curtain, into the street, and under the street light, you could see these soft, big snowflakes <laughs> coming down through the street light late at night. <laughs> it just messes me up how God's Word, the authentic mm -hmm. prophetic utterances out of the heart of God, when they come to pass, they just water the soul. They make our mm. hearts so anchored in the reality of God and the poignancy of His involvement in our lives that it really does become signposts along the way mm -hmm. to anchor us. We, we can't live without the prophetic, can oh, we? Oh, no. Mark, you, we both dealt with this the difficulty of pastoring the prophetic too. Yeah. <laughs> so would be your counsel to, to ministers out there because, yeah. you know, we visit a lot of churches and there's different levels of acceptance and openness. Yeah. And what was some wisdom maybe you could share with these guys that, because we can't live without the fresh word of the Lord. Yeah. <laughs> Yet it does have its challenges. <laughs> That's the challenge of what I'm chuckling at. <laughs> this is not always true. But the prophetic has kind of an inherent predisposition. <laughs> and that is that they're right. 
<laughs> they feel that they're right, right. <laughs> because right. they believe they've heard from God, and they have. But uh, they're also usually, uh, let me just say this, sometimes they're a little quirky. <laughs> <laughs> and so they can tend to be a little uh, maverick or a little kind of excluded mm -hmm. or even exclusive, mm -hmm. and kind of alone. And when they come in on the scene, their their bony finger gets out, you know, and they start <laughs> kind of pointing. And that puts a little pressure on somebody because once you say the Lord said, you either have to agree or you have to come up with, you know, uh, yeah, how do you a, respond an expositional to that? Yeah. layout from Scripture, how it's not true or whatever, you know. So that creates a, uh, usually uh, tends to uh, some conflict or at least mm -hmm. some tension. Well, if you don't know that, it, it don't take but about two or three of those, and uh, you're going to build a big fence, and right. you're over there, and I'm over here. Right. If you know that, it might help a wise pastor, a wise shepherd. Right. It might help them yeah. to just not pick up arms quickly, right. and help to pastor this this lone person, you know, th because of maybe some of their predispositions help them to come into fellowship and know that they'd be safe and you don't have to get that bony finger quite out so mm -hmm. pointed at me you mm -hmm. know just let's just talk as friends right well earlier you got tender when you talked about mike and bob taking communion yeah. and i think there's something to that relational side where you can build trust and um know that you're for me even yeah. though maybe you're saying something i'm not quite understanding yeah. or it's maybe it's challenging me or challenging my ministry yeah. but i know you're for me yeah. and you're going to give me a chance to process i think that's important that patient side to the relationship very good shepherds by their very nature and hopefully mm -hmm. that's a dna inside of them but certainly by their calling and title they need to be able to take care of a pretty wide spectrum mm -hmm. of personality and gift types and that's probably going to stretch them quite a bit <laughs> but uh, if that's a true calling yeah. then there's going to be a grace from God to do that yeah. so probably have to go the extra mile with the prophetic because uh, not only their uniqueness mm -hmm. but their importance yes. to being able to hear from the heart of God yeah I think the enemy fights a lot to keep us apart. Exactly. Prophets and apostles and all the fivefold separate because you get them together, it's gonna they're gonna cause some damage in yeah. the kingdom of darkness. Yep. Yeah. Yeah.